Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome to the Sarcastic Remarks Studios. My name is Ryan, and this is episode six of the 2020 offseason. We just had the first day of free agency, and it opened up at 11 a.m. Central Time. James and I actually went on and did a live stream for about three hours while we followed all of the crazy emotional stuff. And for Stars fans, it seemed to be very emotional, lots of up and down roller coaster stuff. And uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in Chris and James, as they've always been here. How are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling about uh, what, what's been going on? Boy, howdy, was it emotional. Oh, my know, goodness. Right? Klinger's yeah. gone. Klinger's back. He's gone again. We don't know. Nobody knows what's happening. It's right. the most emotional team without really signing anyone. Yeah. And, we and signed like, two players. <laughs> and imagine, like, before social media, like, the, the, we wouldn't have known any of this background information ever uh, until, like, Just 10 years later. fun. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it made it even more fun to be honest with you. And I mean, I, I hate that uh, John Klingberg is not a Dallas star. I know a lot of people will disagree with well, me, but it hasn't happened yet. Honestly, he, he's not coming back, Chris. He's not coming back. That's what they said. But, you know, market's slowing down. We still can trade Foxy or Dobby. OK, even if Foxy or Dobby uh, like gets traded there is a slim to none chance that John Klingberg comes back. And if he comes back, he's probably taking less than what he made on his last contract. There's no well, way he's doing it. Let's just get right into what happened with Klingberg today then. Okay. Okay. So Going you, you, want to, you want me to do it or you want to do it? You can do it. Take okay. It. So I'll, I'll set it up for you and you can take it away. Okay. So starting off with uh, the negotiations, starting in the beginning at right in the morning. And I mean, right off the bat, it was Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell just came off the board immediately. I think we were like 30 seconds in and I wasn't expecting yeah. anything. And James laughed at me because I was like, Oh, there's already one. But um, what really started the whole thing for stars fans was the Brent Burns trade to Carolina, right? So Brent Burns is now a member of the Carolina hurricanes. He was a, a target of the Dallas stars, possibly, and it looked like we were not willing to give up uh, one of our big three prospects. That's the rumor. I don't know if that's true or not. So one of the big three, yeah. well, I'm talking about, obviously, Wyatt Johnson, Logan Stankoven, or uh, Maverick Bork. We were not willing to part with those three. 
Jim Nil, if that's the case, you are a freaking genius. Yeah. Thank you for not doing good, that. Good job on that. Um, Agreed. And so with that, that was probably the most likely landing spot for John Klingberg. So when Carolina got Brent Burns and got him for a cheaper, he was a cheaper option than Klingberg. That seemed to be the only place that Klingberg was probably going to get like an $8 million contract from. And when that happened, he circled back to the stars. And I'm pretty sure that the market wasn't what he thought he was going to get. And so, I mean, that changed, that completely changed everything. And then all of a sudden, all these guys, Frank Saravelli, David Pagnota, Elliot Friedman, uh, Chris Johnson, all these big insiders are all like, oh, hey, look, John Klingberg and his camp have already opened negotiations again, and it looks like he, there's a possible return. So my emotions are going like this the entire time, dolphining. And then literally about maybe 20, 30 minutes later, we get the first signing of the after, or I guess it was the afternoon, for the Stars, Mason Marchment, four years, $4.5 million. There you go, Chris. Talk about it. And then we'll talk about Mason Marchment. Yeah, well, and not even that. Even after that, you still think maybe the Stars have enough cap space if they move somebody, too. And then we sign defenseman uh, Ben. Colin Miller. Colin Colin Miller. Miller. I don't know why I said Ben. Whatever. Colin Miller, and that kind of seals it. That's like, okay, now there's really not enough space unless you're forced to move probably both Foxa and Dobby. But, yeah. Great. And, and then there's rumor that he's going to sign somewhere else and that never pans out. And as of today, he's still a UFA. Yeah, crazy. that's weird. That's crazy. So, yeah, the up and down is crazy. The first thing we need to talk about is the great move by Nil of doing nothing and not trading for, <laughs> for Brett Burns. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a terrible trade. He did a very good job. I don't know why Caroline is happy about yeah, that. I, that is I don't awesome. know either. That, I don't like that trade either. <laughs> isn't he getting seven and a quarter? From Carolina, no. So we we did we did the math off of this. I think at, at the end of the day, he's making five, around five and a half. James, I think is what we said on the live yeah, stream today. It it, it was Tomorrow almost night. a six mil. Okay, that's still way too much. Way more than we were thinking. We we were yeah, saying we under were... five. Yeah, and they gave up current player, prospect, and a draft pick. So you said he's cheaper asset wise. He's not. No. Yeah, <laughs> he was pretty much the same price which is insane to me. So I don't know. I don't know why Carolina is cheering that, but San Jose is probably cheering. So good job, Jim Nil of doing nothing there. Loved that. And then uh, on the Klingberg thing, I, I feel like all three of us have kind of been in the camp. Like if it makes sense, of course we should do it, but we shouldn't sign an old guy to a similar deal that we could have just given Klingberg. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we didn't do that. So do that. Overall, to Jim Nell's credit, he did yes. not do that. With the situation, it's it's not what I was expecting. I was expecting us to have Klingberg, Burns, or Petrie by the end of today. Not, none of them happened, but I don't hate it. So I'm I'm kind of happy about it. And we still uh we still have plenty of room to sign. We have more than enough room to sign Otter and Robo right now. We could give them whatever we want. Um, and it looks like we're giving the reins to young guys, which I would be very happy about. Um, and I love the Marchment trade too. So overall with, I'm going to call the whole free agent thing today, the Klingberg situation, the whole Klingberg situation. <laughs> I think Neil did a good job of it. We didn't make a lot of moves, but we, we didn't want to make a lot of moves for, mm-hmm. for this podcast. I don't think so. 
Well, and and we what we did, what and this is what I said in my Blackout Dallas article. The, the first article I wrote uh, two days ago, I wrote, the Stars need to go out and get a top six forward via free agency. That I mean, that has to happen. And, the, and my reasoning wasn't to take away uh, playing time from the young guys, but other than Sagan, there was no proven top six forward on that second line. Like, there, there I mean, Ben, no. Garyanoff, no. Uh, Peterson, maybe, but still, no, not proven, not proven yet. <laughs> and, uh, and and the thing is, is that as the day went on, uh, he, I, I mean, he kind of came out of nowhere. The name kind of came out of nowhere. And I want to point this out because I called it. I was way off on the cap, the the cap hit, but there. In I wrote an article literally last night about one thirty two in the morning. And this was after I'd done all this research about the cap crunch and what we could possibly give Otter and Robo and all this stuff. And I picked three players that the stars could go after that, like realistically, you know, everybody would want Johnny Goudreau or Nazan Kadri on their team, of course. But three guys, David Perron, uh, Frank Vetrano, and Mason Marchment. And boy, did Perron go high. Jeez. Yeah, he did. (laughs) I told you. I told you, Ryan. You were right about that, James. Yeah. And... Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. It, it, let's talk about Marshman. I mean, I, the upside for this guy is crazy. Uh, he hasn't even played a full season so far. Last season, he played fifty-four games and almost got fifty points. How many points did he get? Forty-seven points 47. in fifty-four games, and in points per time on ice, I think he was what third in the league was what I saw on the Facebook group. On uh, UFAs, I think, yeah. Yeah, for the UFA, like that. Well, yeah, no, no, third, third, in, third in the league. In the league? In the league. And, and, and I think it's goals scored per, per 60 minutes. He was third. Go. That sounds and, right. And, and that's because he was getting fourth line minutes at Florida and scored 47 points. That's amazing. That's crazy. And so, yeah, he's definitely earned a spot in the top of a forward lineup. He's a good, strong power forward, which we need as a contrast to our first line, which is very much not that. And the, the upside is is crazy good. It's and it's not a deal that Nil normally makes. Really, I mean, this guy is like we said. We need a proven guy. He's not really proven. He's proven that he deserves a chance, but he's hasn't done that top line role. But the upside here is super high, and I think a four year deal is really good. Even the four million people are saying that's super high. It's not. I don't think it's crazy high. I mean, it's I pretty think high. It's high, but for like, per, look what Perron got. I mean, people are getting some crazy deals. Right. So I think and, it's a good, I think it's a good four mil. But, and here's the deal about free agencies. You you know that these guys, the market value that they're going for as free agents is obviously way higher than their actual value. Right. So in reality, you know, I, I mean, I think I said two and a half million for Marchman. I, I think I was lowballing him a little bit. I think, his real real value is probably about three, maybe three point two five, but because there was such a demand for him on the free agent market, you know uh, he he's going to get overpaid. I mean, everybody pretty much got overpaid who was, uh, you know, big time free agents. Although we'll talk about Johnny Gaudreau in a second. That was insane. Um, but I mean, listen to just what I wrote just in in, in this. Uh, Marchman is a twenty seven year old, so we didn't go out and get a thirty year old. He's six four. He's a winger, so I know I know that you know Josh and uh, Sam are not big about you know big guys and everything, but this is a big dude who can hit and score goals. 
18 goals, 29 assists, 47 points, 54 games for the Florida Panthers this past season, mostly playing third and fourth line minutes. And if he had played all 82 games this past season, you could easily pencil him in for 25 goals. And I mean, if there's anything that the stars absolutely need is they need goals. And I talked about that. And then the other thing about this is the fact that what is the one area of concern that the stars have more than just scoring goals? Five it's on five goals. Scoring goals five on five. And when you have a guy who is third in the league when it comes to goals scored per 60 minutes, that is freaking insane. I mean, you can't get yeah. a better fit than this. Yeah, and the majority of his – almost all of his points are on the power play. Uh, not on the power play, or five on five. He has one, one power play goal? I think so. Yeah, so yeah. – <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a good five on five guy, and he likes playing physical hockey. That's now, what we need more of. Now, the only thing that's uh, well, there's two things that are kind of a, a little scary if you look at this player. I still think he deserves a shot, and I'm glad we got him. He did play with a really stacked offensive team in Florida, so I mean, even on I mean, like Sam Reinhart is on their third line. That's stupid. On most teams, he's a first he's a first line guy more than likely. But um, the other thing that I was a little worried about is uh, out of the three guys I mentioned, Perron, him, and uh, Frank Vertrano, he was the only guy that hasn't scored consistently over several period of years. He had a really big breakout season this year. And those are two things that kind of bother me a little bit. But, I mean, everything else that that comes across from this guy, it really gets me excited about him. And that's kind of... That's kind of why I like it, though, because normally Neil goes after the guy who is proven, pays a little bit more. He's a, a little veteran. bit older, a veteran. This guy is—it's a gamble, and I think it's—I think it's a good gamble. Risky. I mean, it, I, I like—I like the bet. I like the the term we got on him too. Four years is a really solid, solid deal there. So if he does suck, we dump him relatively quick. But if he's good, we have him long enough to actually put something together. So. I really like the signing. I'm looking forward to it. I think he'll play very good with Sagan, maybe Ben and Sagan. We'll see what happens there, but I, he'll he'll be we'll a talk solid about second line guy. Too. Yeah. Um, and the the other thing that I really like is the term on this contract too, right? So you know, you saw a lot a lot of these guys get like, you know, five, six, seven year deals, and if Mason Marchment doesn't pan out the way we expect him to. Four years is more than okay. I mean, it's it's like a perfect length of, of a tryout, and also it, it you don't it's not something you have to worry about buying out in a couple of years, just in case something happens. I mean, you give him three years, and if three years he's not good, the, the last year he just kind of on your team, whatever, and then he's gone. So yeah. I think I think this is like the perfect contract, the perfect player for the stars. The only thing that's a downside about it is that it's risky. And that's and like you said, Chris, it's very unknown-like to go after a risky player like this. But we'll talk more about why they went after him here in a second. James, you got it's any a, thoughts? It's especially weird because if you look back at his juniors and AHL seasons as well, he had the best season of his life last year. He had more points in less in about – he played just as many games as he has max. I mean – the last time he scored anywhere close to the to this many points was he scored 39 points in 27 games all the way back in the 2012-2013 <laughs> in, in uh in like 
I, I don't know what it is. It's he, he played for the Central Ontario Wolves. That, I don't know who that yeah. team is. I think that's a that, CHL team. Yeah, and he hasn't he hasn't gotten anywhere near that pretty much since then. So it it is a little scary signing him off like that when it really it, it might just be he's just on on the right team right now, but. I mean that's that's where we're picking up the risk at. Either way, I think lowballing him a full season with second line minutes, he's gonna get at least forty points. And that's better than Jamie Pitt and John Klingberg. So yeah, and it is going on up. So enough, yep. it, it's an upgrade on the low end, even. So I'm I'm happy about it. And he and like like we said, great upside. One more thing on the term. It also th- this contract would end around the same time. Ben Lindell, other of our veteran old core guys do. So that's a good, that would be around the time that you're thinking of fully flipping the, the franchise to the new guys, Robo hence Haskinen and getting, even getting rid of the old core. Mm-hmm. So it, it's good term for this team specifically too. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, I mean, that's one thing that like, you know, me and James were, playing armchair GM with cat friendly uh, during the live stream earlier uh, today. And that's something that we weren't really like concerned with. We were just concerned about, okay, if, if we could get Klingberg back and this was after the Marchment deal, if we could get Klingberg back, what could we do? And, you know, to Nils credit, that's one of the things he's really good at is he's very good about looking forward to the future and predicting, okay, well, if this player pans out, if Jason Robertson pans out, we have to pay him here. Okay, well, we can only give you a four-year deal because we have to be able to play this pair at this point at this time. And he's very good about that. He's very, very good about uh, taking care of, uh, you know, Dallas Stars players first before bringing anybody else in. So uh, shout out to him there. A couple things uh, else I wanted to mention about uh, Mason Marchment. Um, We do want to send our condolences out to him. Uh, For those of you that uh, did not know or you don't remember, um, there is a scout uh, who passed away the day before the draft. Uh, his name was Brian Marchment. He worked for the San Jose Sharks. And uh, Mason was, is actually his son. So we do send our condolences out to uh, to him. And But we are really looking forward to having him on the stars. And mm-hmm. speaking of Brian, his father... Um, his father, Brian, and I think it was Steve Spott, our, one of our new assistant coaches, are very close. And they were supposed to meet up in Montreal during the during the draft time, just you know, just to hang out, say hi, or you know, whatever. So, um, I mean, the the coaching staff is already working out for us, you know, getting us players coming in, and yeah. I think that's that's a another huge reason as to why uh, Mason Marchment came to the Dallas Stars is because he's very familiar yeah. with him, and he's also familiar with Pete DeBoer because Pete DeBoer also knew uh, uh, Brian Marchment as well. So yeah. yeah, it was also kind of a last minute thing because in the in the morning we heard Marchment to Carolina all but a done deal flips super fast. I mean this yeah, whole it, free it, this whole free agency they, was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like sent out. It they sent out a tweet that like, Oh, he might be coming to Dallas. And then like 10 minutes later, he was signed to Dallas. It was like, literally it it, it was crazy. So here's what I I think happened. And I'm totally speculating at at, at this point, but um, I think he was, he was 
he was kind of hacked off that Brent Burns, uh, you know, they got the deal done with Carolina instead of with Dallas. And of course, you know, here comes Carolina again. They're trying to take another player that the stars are after. I, I really think what happened is, is that they offered uh, Mason kind of a lower offer, maybe like three, 3.25, like I said earlier. And then Carolina came in and said, hey, we'll give you 3.5, 3.75. And it looked like that was a done deal. And then all, and I, I can almost, I, I bet money on it that Jim Nell was like, okay, screw this. We're going, we're getting this guy. Okay, 4.5. And then four, four and a half. Say yes now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, I mean, it was like a whole, it, it, I'm thinking like a whole shark tank kind of thing. Yeah. So, but very good. Um, I mean, I'm totally speculating at that with that, but that's what I hope happened. Yeah. So overall, happy, excited about Marchment, but we understand the risk in it. Good, good signing. I, I give it, I give it a B plus on that one. What, what do y'all give it? Um, just uh, out of pure excitement, an A. Um, I, I, I would give it an A plus. The only thing that I'm worried about is that uh, the scoring only worked in Florida. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong and that I'm I, that I shouldn't be worried about that. But uh, that's the only thing that keeps me from making this an A plus because this is a guy that I really wanted once I started doing a lot of uh, research on. All right, James. I think I'm with Chris on this one, saying B plus. It's like it could be really good, but also like it 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 has a very good chance to just fall on its face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get I get B plus for the same reason that you did, Ryan. Plus, he's getting paid a little bit more than I'd like. Also, and, and I like fair. to go back and let's give grade on Jim Nil for passing on Brent Burns. I give it an S tier, S plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we created I, a new level of grade just for Jim Nil, just for I this one like, situation. I feel like just with uh, Nil having all these uh, high profile prospects, it just forced him to not make any trades for <laughs> veterans, <laughs> which honestly is probably hard to do. I mean, looking at the free agents that we had in the market, holding on to those guys and knowing that he needs to huge yeah. thing i think that's and, super important for the franchise and that mm-hmm. was something that i talked about during the stream with ryan is that any team that we're going to ask for a trade they're every single one of them is going to want one of our prospects every single one of them they're all gonna ask yep so might as well not even not even mention it all right ryan who's the other guy we got um so this other guy we got um and i'm kind of eh about this one I mean, he's 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 a good player from what I've been told. I went and looked him up. I talked to a couple of uh, uh, Buffalo Sabers insiders. Um, he's a very good uh, bottom pair D man. He's not a number seven guy, but he's a very good number five, number six guy. Which, I mean, really, what we needed was a top four defenseman. But that top four defenseman that we pretty much got today is Yanni Hockenpah. <laughs> Hockenpah yeah. is going to be moved into that top four. He's going to be moved maybe even to play with uh, Mira Haskinen. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, it's a solid move. We definitely needed another guy on the blue line. And he, he's he's serviceable. He's, he's yeah. very serviceable. He reminds me a lot of Joel Hanley a little bit. Yeah. to be honest you, with you you needed another right-handed defenseman and that's really what it yeah. was it, yeah, it didn't yep. you needed a, a big one too but you also needed a small one because we just don't have them so so getting one is good so we got one um he, he's gonna be okay he's gonna be a defenseman we're probably not gonna notice him very much yeah. it'll be fine he's a bottom pair guy like you said ryan it, it's fine 
Yep. <laughs> I mean, he, he's he's going to play because he's the only other right-handed defenseman we have. Yeah. Right. So, and and it also frees up for someone Harley or Hanley is going to slot into the lineup every night now yeah. too. And I don't I don't think that's a bad thing. I think Harley, mm-hmm. if Harley's going to play, like this is I it. Feel like it's next year. This is it. No, this is totally it. Yeah. it it's if, time for him to stop moving in and out and whatever. If he's going to be an NHL player, he's got to figure it out this year, in my opinion. So. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> and so now what's funny is that we went from a a good, uh, a really good defense to probably maybe a mediocre defense, if you mm-hmm. ask me. I agree. So, I mean, I mean, even though Klingberg was really, really, really rough defensively, we're going to me- we're going to notice some things next year that we're like, oh, Klingberg would have done and, better on that. And so, most of it is going to be exiting and entering zones. Right. Exactly. But we'll see if a uh, if a more high potent offensive system changes that too. So yeah. it, it I feel like it's going to be a big change next year. Like right. system players where where players are playing, it's a lot's going to change. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. <laughs> so and and here's the other thing about uh, Colin Miller as well. Uh, we, we don't really know much about him other than the fact that he played for Buffalo the past couple of years. He's not a offensive guy. We should we should mention that. He's yeah. he's definitely a stay-at-home defenseman, more on the defensive side of the game. Um, if you go and look at his stats, they're kind of scary, especially two years ago. I think he had a minus 20, which I know we hate talking about uh, plus-minus. That means he was on the ice a lot when the other team scored. Uh, but again, this is Buffalo. The, Buffalo only really started getting better you know, this season is when they actually started looking like a more competitive team. So... I think he's going to fit in really well with the stars. And the other thing about this is his contract he signed. He signed for less than $2 million. And a lot of people were saying, oh, that's actually a pretty good deal for a guy like Colin Miller. Because they were looking at, you know, maybe 2, 2.25, 2.5, somewhere around there is where they were kind of expecting him to go. So uh, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for all of this. Um, uh I think the biggest winner out of free agency, if you ask me for anybody, is uh, Yanni Hockenbaugh. I mean, he's going to be asked to... I mean, that's really what it is. It's like, okay, this is you, Hockenbaugh. This is your chance. You're you're a top four defenseman now. You got to show it, and you got to be able to to pull up the numbers. So yeah. we'll see yeah. how all this goes. He definitely earned it. He played great throughout the season. He's playing way above his, way above his salary right now, in my opinion, so... Yeah. I, I feel like he's going to do a good, a good job there. One thing that I am a little bit scared of with Colin Miller is that he hasn't played a full season. He hasn't played anywhere close to a full season for a couple of years now. I mean, last year he played uh, 38 games and the year before he played 48. So he, his playtime is going to jump up like crazy. And that, well, maybe that affects not. Uh, yeah, that's true. We might, might not, not be top four. Yeah, but he'll play at least. He'll play in more games. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, because we, we, we don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah, we hope he plays in more games. All right. So, uh, I mean, I, I think that's pretty much it on that, guys. Uh, let's get into yeah. some of the. Well, one more. How much since y'all played armchair GM? How much cap space realistically are we going to have after free agents we signed today? After signing Robo Otter. After signing Robo Otter or before? Yeah, after. After nothing. nothing. So how, <laughs> so how much nothing. do we have right now then? Like 10? 
13, 13.1. I think 13.1, 13.2, something like that. Well, it, it's it's somewhere around there. How much not, are you not, thinking that Robo and Otter are getting then? I mean, uh, Robo had a almost 80-point season with 40 goals. Yeah, so you give him 8 by 8 and what that's what that's that's kind of what we talked about on the live stream today and then we were talking about otter getting probably around four four for three right. years bridge deal yeah well then you have two mil right not, well, not mil, he, two mil not nah <laughs> not really <laughs> not really kind of i mean if, if really, we've though. got if we've got 13 million in cap space that's it right there unless you want to go out and sign a you know, seven hundred fifty thousand dollar player, which I don't I know if Ottinger's gonna get four, but I'm fairly confident that he's gonna get around there. I mean, I think it could be as little as three point five, as most as four point five, somewhere around that that range. I, I really do. I really do. I think you are overpricing goaltenders. Overpricing, or just looking at the supply and demand of Did what's you look been at going how on? Much, how much uh, Campbell and Kemper went for? Yeah, they went off. over. They went for over five. Yeah, over five, both of them. And I would Campbell argue that Ottinger is better than both of them. But Campbell is a already NHL solidified goalie. Under no, just nice. solidified himself. Campbell totally is. Are you kidding no, me? No, he's not. He's at he's number a... one. He is going to be the starter for Edmonton. Yes, but what I'm saying is that this past season he did. He had like a a portion of the season where he looked like a Vesna candidate, like November. And I only know this because I've been listening to Steve Dangle say this. And then, like, in the spring, he was, like, god-awful. Like, like terrible. Uh, uh, like, he was, uh, like, 887 Toronto. save percentage at that portion of the season at one point. An 887 for a starter. No, whatever. That's not okay. I, Definitely not $5 million. There are way other problems than that. And then Kimber just won a cup, and a lot of people are saying, oh, he's so good. We know he's not because we looked no. deeper into it. No, but so so, I'm but so mad that he got paid that much. <laughs> I'm so cup mad. experience makes GMs very happy for I don't feel like a lot of reasons. It's like yeah, almost like a $1 know. million dollar stipend when you win I'm, the Stanley I'm cup. seeing Otter go three. <laughs> Robo could even go seven by eight. Because they're still RFAs, so it's hard to. So you mean seven million? Yeah, seven million. Seven million. Okay. So and, and, I mean that's possible I, too. I feel like there's room to sign another solid player like Colin Miller. Is all I'm saying. Well, I don't know who well, or what. Here's, here's or my where, but, I right, like but I feel like there's more room. Like I, I feel like with the moves they did today, I, I think they're fine. I think they're good. I mean, it's not exactly what we wanted. We would want idealistically the top four forward top six or excuse me top six forward top four defensemen and we got one we got the one that i thought we actually needed more if you ask me because i mean we can play defense we've proven that we can take you know regular guys hawk and paw harley uh, i mean even hanley looked really good at points this past at the season. end of this season yeah and especially yeah and at points he was even playing with klingberg because he was he was playing so well and bonus was like okay i'm gonna reward you with uh, playing higher in the lineup, but I think we've proven that. So I'm I'm glad that uh, that Jim Nell went out and he prioritized offense. Yeah, and well, I, I feel it. And, and I, I guess to kind of put a well, y'all, y'all can talk about it here in a second, but to kind of put a, a little bit of a bow on it, I feel bad for Klingberg. I do because yeah. he thought he was worth more, and he is. They made it. <laughs> they well, they made it. He, he's worth more than four point two five. Yes, definitely. 
but he thought he was worth more than that. He would thought he was worth like a seven or eight million dollar deal. And obviously, if you know, if it was out there, he we he we would be talking about him already signed with Seattle or Ottawa or Carolina or whatever. So I feel bad for him because you know he had that opportunity. There was obviously a deal that Jim Neal gave him that he thought was good. And because he he waited to go out to free agency to see what else was out there, that allowed Jim Neal to go and look at other shiny toys and he picked two off the shelf and said, Okay, I can't I don't have any more. My budget's done. So I, I do feel bad for Klingberg in, in, in that regard. Just, if that makes that- any sense. Just that little bit of cap room and the couple and the bad contracts that we have make me curious that there could be a trade coming. I know, James, you said it'd be tough, but whenever you've got that stuff, I, I feel like there's room for a trade to happen before the offseason's over. If- but overall, I agree with you, Ryan. My bow on it is we prioritize the, the players we have right now, and I think that's the right thing, especially our prospects. Not trading them is yes. probably my number one priority right now, and – I'm overall happy with what Neil did, even though a lot of Stars fans wanted to make more noise. I mean, honestly, I think he just wanted something, if, and we got it. Well, so I, I think just... I think something is not trading for Brent Burns. I mean, that's great. I'm, I'm so happy. About that. <laughs> I, I'll take that every day. Week, man. <laughs> that was the biggest uh, honest, news for me. Would, honestly, would though, you, would you have the, taken him for four million? Though I might have taken him for four million dollars. Four million, yeah, him. but I wouldn't give him one of our one of our prospects and oh, a heck player no. and, no. A, and a pick. Yes, so, I agree. No, we, agree. We weren't even in the. We shouldn't have even been in the running there. Sorry, James. Go ahead. We interrupted. Right, yeah, sorry, James. Like, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you may now speak. James. Let me think for a second. Um. Okay, so so along the lines of the trade, if there's a team that wants to trade that that doesn't want a prospect, then I think a trade will get done. But yeah, I, that's, the, that's the only way I see it. What I'm thinking is a team that's trying to hit the, the cap floor and is just trying to... So we're get, looking at Anaheim then. Yeah, you're looking at Anaheim. <laughs> Anaheim Have you seen Anaheim's cap friendly? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's they hilarious. Did, they did just sign Dylan, uh, Dylan Strom, I think, to like $5 million per year for five It's years. still really bad. It's still really bad. It's like, I think <laughs> they have like $25 million remaining. Still. still. So it, they have half a team signed. But, but you go to a club like that and you say, here, Anton Hudobin. <laughs> and, and there you go. Because there's teams that want bad contracts. Well, he, Patch already the... showed that today. <laughs> oh gee, we'll talk about that too here in a second. Don't don't jump the gun yet. That, that's stupid. Uh, the only problem that we would have to do with, and I would put two players in this category of you know trying to make more cap space, because I love Foxa, but he's expendable for me because we have Glenn Denning. Glenn Denning could easily slide into that fourth line center spot and be okay. Um, and then obviously Dobby because you know he's just. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the guy to death, but he he's just a liability, a cap liability at this point. Those, those contracts were bad when they were signed. I mean, goodness, those are bad. Uh, well, I, I mean, Dobby's was bad. not Dobby because I mean, we, we, we at the time the term is terrible. We the, knew he okay, wasn't going to be our our goalie for three years. That's terrible. Term. Okay, but that was just to get him at that point because at that point we thought he was going to be the starter for the for the stars that season, and then well, Otter's like, da, 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 I, did, I didn't thought that. I didn't thought that. I didn't thought that. I was an that. idiot for thoughting that. Why would you ever thought that? Would, why are we saying thought that? 
Pop that. Because it's better. Okay, bad contracts. Are, are, we, okay. are we done with the stars? Are we moving on? Uh, well, hold on. It, the, the only thing we would have to do with that is because we would have to trade draft picks. And I'm fine uh, with that. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, not... if we, we signed Pavelski to one more year, uh, it's unlikely that he does it again, honestly. Right. If, if awesome. we're going to, if we're going to, and, and you look at our cap friendly, you see we have like eight or nine contracts coming up next season. Yeah. If you're going to do it, you're going to trade picks this year. Yeah. I mean, that's what we talked about. The Pavelski thing was we're still in win now mode. So if, you're, if, if, if there's ever a time to trade picks, it's when you're in win now mode. And we have a ton of prospects yeah. already. And we just signed a whole freaking team of defensemen. Yeah. So yeah, yeah with, with, with our draft. And yeah. man, we're, we're not even talking about the draft uh, now. We'll, we'll probably talk about all that on our next episode or something like that. But, exactly. uh, you know, I, I'm overall I'm happy with, with how everything went today. I, I thought the Stars were just going to go out uh, and, you know, trade for Petrie or uh, or Burns, and it was flash. the exact opposite of what I expected, and it was yep. almost exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Overall so, grade, A-. minus. Overall grade, yeah, I like that. I like that grade too. A minus. We kept our prospects. We didn't trade for Brett Burns for four million dollars, and then we also got Mason Marchment and a decent bottom pairing D man for cheaper. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Exactly. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and much, much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I'm trying to keep a track of the Rangers right now and see if they can gain on the Astros in the AL West. They're pretty far down right now, but I'm excited to see what they can do, and I'll be keeping my eye on that. Best of all, DraftKings Sportsbook is also safe, secure, and reliable. You can also deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. <laughs> okay, NHL people, yep. we NHL need to talk stuff. about Gaudreau. Yep, let's just go oh straight goodness. into it. <laughs> what? Okay, wow. so here's the, here's the story, and it's the full drama, okay? So Johnny Gaudreau, you know, ended the star season, put a goal behind Jake Ottinger, uh, first round of the playoffs. Um, come around, you know, end of their season, they get knocked out of the playoffs by the Oilers. Um, and then he's up for a big contract. Uh, I mean, he's going to get a race. I think he was making around seven and a half million, something like that. So he was looking at, you know, 9.5, 10 million, maybe 10, even 10 million plus. So the rumor with, uh, Johnny Goudreau was that he wanted to be closer to home. That's what he wanted, apparently. So Philadelphia or New Jersey. Those were the two big ones coming into uh, free agent day today. And the rumor before he actually signed with this team, which, what the heck, 
Um, he's he. The rumor was that he was offered eight years for ten point five million from the Calgary Flames. So, I mean, I mean, that's a lot of money right there. That's that's a huge pay raise, and that's almost exactly probably what his value was even on the market. And he was getting it from his home from his uh, the team that drafted him. Oh, actually, I, I take that back. I don't know if he was drafted, but whatever. He's been there for a long time. Drafted by Calgary. He was drafted by Calgary. Okay, thank you. I thought he was, but I wasn't sure. So turn uh, turn to today. Um, Philadelphia comes in and says, oh, we're not in the Johnny Goudreau uh, sweepstakes anymore. So it looks like, oh, he's going to New Jersey, apparently. And then in comes Columbus? Colum- the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, great for them. But who would have thought, like on a bingo card, that you would be able to cover that that square and say <laughs> Johnny Goudreau is going to be a Columbus Blue Jacket by the end of the day? And then the other thing about this deal that doesn't make any sense is that it's seven years for le- like way like almost uh, like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars less per year than what Calgary was offering him. So I think he signed James. I don't know if you got the number in front of you. I think it's like nine point seven five, nine point eight nine, something like that. Nine, I think nine point eight for seven. So years not even ten million. Year. I mean, I say not even ten million dollars, but it's pretty close to ten million dollars. But the point is, it's less money. So what, uh, what gives? What yeah, what what, what is this? I don't know what's going on. It doesn't make any sense. You know what's uh, have Have y'all seen the clip where Gaudreau is flinching at the cannon after the Columbus? Yes, yes I have. around now. Oh, that's so funny! <laughs> every game. Yeah, yeah. Chris Johnson actually uh, tweeted out a, a a a gif of the the Columbus Blue Jackets cannon when oh, as soon as Johnny so Gaudreau was signed. It's it was so hilarious. Good. I loved it. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, what are you, what are you all thoughts about of, this? Line buttered him up, maybe. I mean, Line Gaudreau, that'll be fun. I mean, I don't two personalities even... is all I'm going to say. They still have to sign Line as well. <laughs> well shoot, if I'm if I'm Patrick Line, I'm signing. I'm signing pretty yeah, quickly. I'm signing now. Yeah. Who, who else did Columbus sign today? They signed another big forward. Um, mm, I can't remember. James, help. Uh... Had a good day. <laughs> Columbus had a good day for no reason. And nobody knows why. Come on, Cat Friendly, help me out here. Um, oh, I don't know who they signed. I, I, I don't know who it was. Whatever. They signed somebody doesn't matter. Else. Oh, uh, Goodbranson. Good <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing about Goodbranson. That is way overpaid. That is way overpaid. Mm-hmm. And he was a he's a big dude, so he's a he's a Jamie Alexiak type player, but not as uh I, I would argue that Alexiak's got more offensive upside than Gabranson. And Gabranson was playing bottom pair minutes with Calgary. He was. He was playing bottom minutes with Calgary with, uh, what's his face? The other big dude that Calgary has. Lucic. Uh, no, it was the other, the the other, other defenseman. Dude. The other big defenseman <laughs> that they Zadorov. Well, they lost him too. Zadorov. But... but Anyway. No, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> they lost everyone, man. Oh, that guy. It was a bad day to be a Calgary Either way, fan. all I'm saying is Columbus went big, and they're all of a sudden a good team. I'm not uh, going to say again because they've never been a good team, but they they've been, good they've been right a bubble now. team for a long time. Kind of like the Stars. They're, they're, they're a bubble team again. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll when give you them look, that. 
when you look at their top six, assuming Patrick Kleine gets gets uh, signed, they they've got a decent top six. It's not bad. I'm saying, man, you, you've got Patrick Kleine, you've got Johnny Goudreau, you got Jakub Voracek, who who is their leading goal scorer and point getter this season. Gustav Nyquist, who is you know he's a little older, but he's still able to 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 put the puck in the net. Oliver Bjorkstrand, who's had a thirty goal season, I think he's had close to a forty goal season too. Uh, and then Jack Roslevic, and then not to mention your first round pick from last year, Cole Sillinger, who had a decent season for a number one pick, and he was just thrown in there. So, I mean, is is this team a playoff team? I, yeah, I think absolutely. they might be. Playoff team. That's, I that's what are. I'm saying. I think they moved from bubble to like, yeah, this is a good team now. Like a like, bubble in team, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're. Their goal is no longer to get in the wild card spot. They're looking for a top three spot in their division is what this is. I mean, anything less than that is a failure of a season. So great day for Columbus. Still crazy. I have no idea how they got him. It's it's a miracle. Maybe maybe Gaudreau thought that it was that the COL was Colorado. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I saw I saw that tweet too. That makes sense. <laughs> Um. In, anyways, guys. Uh, I mean, and even their goaltending is pretty solid. I, I mean, I know your, Jonas Corposalo didn't have a great year, but Elvis Marsleikins. I mean, that's a that's a solid well, that, tandem. That's two. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I was gonna say. They have two solid options. So like, mm-hmm. if one's down, like the other one's probably gonna be fine. Yeah. But yeah, they're gonna be good. The other big one today, which was wild and just shows where the NHL is, is that the Carolina Hurricanes traded nothing and gotten Max Pacioretty. And not just Matt Pacioretty, they got another guy too, who is a serviceable yeah, player. Whatever, he's a bottom they, six player. They they traded nothing and got a a big name forward in the NHL. What the heck? That's insane. What what is what is the cap? I don't understand. Uh, the cap is that uh, the Golden Knights were like way over and didn't know what to do, yeah. <laughs> and then panicked and were like, "Here, the Golden Knights <laughs> got screwed." <laughs> They, they're, they're. They didn't get screwed. They put themselves evil, in that situation. Their evil they're, business practices came back to bite them, and and everyone it, else in the league. Th- there was a tweet from, <laughs> there was a tweet from Mark Mathot, and he said, "I do not feel bad for Vegas one bit, and I feel like there's a lot of players in the league who probably feel that way about about Vegas. So, their aggressive tactics. L- let me have, let me phrase it in in the way that I'm back. thinking." I don't feel bad for their administration and their and their executives. I do feel bad for the players that are signed. I do. And I mean, like, if, if I'm a player, I don't want to go to Vegas. I mean, I mean, the the one thing that Vegas has got going for them is because I mean, it's a they don't have a state income tax, so they get to keep more of their money. It's a great place to to have a family. Obviously, all the entertainment stuff uh, yes, as well. Vegas, family city. It is, believe it or not, you you'd be surprised. Um, and then, but I mean, Chris looks screw cool. Vegas. Yeah, seriously, Ardell. <laughs> I, I mean, I saw that. I'm pull it up. Yeah, seriously, screw Vegas. I mean, I I hate Vegas so much because they're just. I mean, they get these good players, they bring them in, and then they just toss them aside like they're trash. Like Matt, Max Pacioretty, Max Pacioretty. I mean, I know that he's, he's been star. hurt. I mean, he's a the good star in the NHL. Yeah, he's a he's a very good player. He's a thirty goal scorer. 
and they, they, and they traded just, him for nothing. Yeah, seriously. Literally, no, they got future considerations. They literally <laughs> traded him the for nothing. The best player in the league. That's the most annoying term. Whoever came up with that, like, it, it's, I kind love of, them. it's kind of perfect because it makes casual fans be like, oh, that's that's weird, but it doesn't make them, like, laugh at it. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you know what it is, it's like, oh. It means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. <laughs> it means you got nothing. Literally, I, I was I was uh, watching, I was say watching, I was listening to Agent Provocateur, who it's uh, Alan Walsh. Alan Walsh is a big uh, agent in the NHL. He, he like Mark Andre. He like he's a agent for like Mark Andre Fleury and several other big names. Lots of um, he says that future con- considerations. It's a joke that it could mean that like if there's two GMs at the bar, the GM picks up the tab, and that could be future considerations. <laughs> I mean, it could be as as simple as that. Then that's future considerations. So, so the, the fact that that happened to a prominent player in the NHL who led a team to the Stanley Cup two years ago, they didn't win it. They went to the finals, but in, and he's traded for nothing. How is a casual fan supposed to understand that? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. I don't I don't think the NHL should like that, really. Um it's that's, funny. <laughs> that's that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. Great players get traded for nothing. So uh, makes sense I mean, to me. We could talk about a couple of other. There, there's another team I do want to talk about, and uh, I think that's the Ottawa Senators. I mean, whole that's something we haven't talked about is the the fact that Ottawa really went out and they're like, dude, we're this is it. This is our year. We're going to the playoffs. Uh, they they go and trade any tickets. I guess. Yeah, that too. Uh, they're they're gonna go. They're they went out and got uh, Alex to for basically nothing. They lost nothing off the roster. That's insane to me. I think they got a first, a second, and a third out of it. Uh, Chicago did. Mm-hmm. And then they went out and today signed Claude Giroux. So within a week's a week's time, they they got a forty goal scorer who's 24 years of age, 24, and they went out and got Claude Giroux, who is a proven point getter. He's a little older, but that's two guys that can play on a top line together. I mean, like like that. It, it's still, it, it's weird for a team that bad to try and be so win now, though. I mean, I feel like that has to be owner pressure, being like, hey, we need, we need to sell seats, like James was saying, because even with that, you kind of handicapped yourself because you trade away a bunch of picks, and your cap space is kind of locked up for a while now too. And I'm not calling him a contender at all. I mean, now I no. think they moved from bad to bubble team. So, no. well, I, well, here's the thing about they're in a very interesting situation. They had a rough season last year when more was expected out of them, but they still have a lot of young guys on their roster. They really do. They've got Tom Shabbat, who's kind of been there forever. He's kind of the veteran on the, on their blue line. They've got Jake Sanderson, who's an American who they drafted about a year and a half ago. And he's supposed to take the next step this year. He's supposed to be big. And they've got Drake Batherson. They've got Brady Kachuk. They've got uh, uh, Tim Stutzla. All these guys are under the age of 24. And they added, you know, Alex Dabrinkit to this to this core that they're that they're molding. And then plus they get rid of Matt Murray. On top of all that, Toronto goes out and gets Matt Murray. Oh my goodness! I don't know how I'm still I'm still well, I'm so we'll, confused. We'll, at Toronto, we'll, we'll talk too. about that in a second too. But but so not only do they like weaponize their cap space and use the cap space they have to go out and get players, 
but they also get rid of the the guy that has a six million dollar cap hit and they retain um i think they retained like a million like 25 percent of it i think is what they retained oh. so they're only paying for like two million dollars out of it i think yeah. I, between one five or two something like that yeah i they, they i agree with you ryan that they did a good job of, of weaponizing the cap space that they had like you said i'm just surprised it happened this year and not later after those guys actually show some proven potential i mean they, they have potential unless they live up to it i mean it, it just seems like a weird time to cash in really but we'll see it might be genius it might be perfect timing mark my words and i don't even think this is a hot take at this point but ottawa will be in the playoffs next year yeah they will be in the playoffs. you think they get a divisional spot or wild card spot wild card that's spot, a more I think is what they get yeah but no, they giving but them a divisional spot they're, they're not top two they're definitely not top two there's no way but you know, third in the division, maybe first or second wild card, definitely. Yes, definitely could do it. So we'll see. That that's just how I feel about it. Um, well, let's talk about Toronto for a second too, because uh, we're 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 getting up up here close. We may have to push some other stuff off for another night. But uh, I mean, they completely revamp their their goaltending in Toronto. That's this in is that's worthy of note because <laughs> well, I say revamp, they got new people. Is that <laughs> they got new players. <laughs> they got new players. players. They're and, they're new and shiny. And, and what's funny is that they're not the only ones uh, in their division that do the same thing. Washington does the same thing too. So yeah, in, but the- in Toronto, they go out and they get Matt Murray from uh, from Ottawa, and, and, and they also Murray. get a fourth and a seventh round pick along with it. And, and Ottawa retains twenty five percent, and then I think future considerations went the other way. Um, and then on top of that, they today they go out and they sign Ilya Samsonov after Washington doesn't take him. And Washington had two goalies this past year. They had Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek. Vitek Vanacek got traded to New Jersey at the draft, and then they didn't qualify Ilya Samsonov uh, 36 hours ago. And, and, and that blew my mind when Sam Stonoff was not qualified because I was like, I thought for sure he was going to be the starter now. I thought that was the reason why they did that. And then Washington Washington goes out today and gets a gets Darcy Kemper for $5.25 million for five years. And uh, who else did they get? Who, who, who are they got the, for the backup? They got somebody else. Don't remember. That, whatever. They, they Both teams revamped their goaltending. What do you all think? I, I think it's insane, especially about Matt Murray. That's, that's just me. For Toronto, always saying that the only missing piece is goaltending, for them to do this is unbelievable, honestly. I mean, Stop. which of those guys is the key to getting out of the first round? Neither of them. And, Neither and of I, them. And it's and not I, even close. I mean, and you just have to look at their save percentages for the last three years. Matt Murray did not does not have a save percentage in the last three years above nine, 0.906. That's his highest. Yeah, he, he had 906 last year. And then Samsonov is even worse. Last year, he had an 896. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So it, it, that feels like a panic plug for Toronto yeah. and, and a bad one at that. And they're, and they're paying, I think they're paying Matt Murray more than Jack Campbell is making in, in Edmonton. I think they're paying him a little bit less. They're paying them, it's, yeah. It's, it's like around a million dollars. Either way, it's like you missed it. You, you're like that much off, and you're not gonna you're not gonna give it to Jack Campbell. Yeah, who who is you're gonna try Matt Murray. Murray? 
Yeah, you're going to try Matt Murray, who the other team literally had to beg you to take. And, and, and I think a big gave you draft part, I think a big part of that is the Toronto fan base and media, honestly, because they're always like, oh, change it. It's got to change now. And Jack Campbell, he was so good for them. And then, like Ryan said, he had that 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 rough spell. And like, there's just there's there's no second chance. He's gone. If he's not gone, then, oh, the GM's not doing his job. He's not doing anything. And, and that's where I think Dallas has an advantage over markets like that because I mean there is no leeway for any player in Toronto and the GM if he just tries to give leeway he's gonna get fired so imagine it, if, if like Gurionov's whole situation was up in Toronto yeah he's got no chance yeah gone, no chance yeah. he gets signed and and if he does people are rioting like yeah yeah it's it's pretty insane the the thing about Murray and the reason why they went out and got him is uh, he he was a former Greyhound. Uh, Greyhound is Saul Saint Marie or something like that. Where, where Kyle Dubas used he's got a lot of connections there, and like all the people he brings in Toronto have connections to that OHL franchise basically. And uh, the goalie coach they just hired in Toronto is actually the the childhood coach of Matt Murray as well. So there there's connections there. And obviously they see something that they can fix or something. They see something I, I that mean, nobody else sees. <laughs> right. Well, here's the, here's the thing is this is the move that will either get uh Kyle Dubas fired or it will make him look like a genius. I guess that's just what I think it is. And what what I think so what do you what do y'all think happens? I think he's getting fired. (laughs) Next year, I think there is. I think they really don't have a goalie this year. I think they're going to be trading for one in the middle of the season. This is crazy. Yeah, probably. It's just crazy to think that I I don't see how how you can try to replace Jack Campbell with Matt Murray and Sansonov like. They're 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 not even close. <laughs> Kemper would have been a better option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, t- Toronto's still not getting out of the first round. They might not make the playoffs next year, honestly, in my opinion, because of how important goaltending is. Especially having two two goalies. So you need two goalies. Toronto doesn't even have one. So <laughs> we'll we'll see how this it, works out. But it may, maybe they'll they'll get magic uh, Toronto Maple Leafs like particles and just no. Particles. particles that make them lose in the first round over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, but yeah. they'll be good in the regular season. <laughs> they have to make it to the playoffs first. They were good in the regular season one time. Let's not, let's not give them too much. No, they were good two times. <laughs> two times. My bad. Times. And the second time is very debatable, in my opinion. So, Okay, guys. Um, and w- let's just do this together so we save some time, because otherwise we'd be talking about this for all for ever and ever but james and i kind of did this a little bit um earlier uh during our live stream today but let's just go through and kind of decide you know what the roster may look like for the stars um you know uh for this next season so uh this is this is these are all the players that we've currently got um we're gonna go ahead and for those of you that don't know this is cat friendly cat friendly is so much fun to kind of mess around with but uh, so we said we were going to sign Chris. You said we we could sign Jay Cottinger to what kind of deal? Uh, three and a half is what I think. So you, you think three and a half. 
for a bridge deal, or do you think he gets bridge nah, three? It's gotta be a bridge deal, yeah. It's gotta be. Let's just give him three. And then um, for Robertson, just do what do you think? Eight by eight or no? Eight by eight's most likely, but I'd like seven. Okay, so we'll just go with eight. Okay, so here's who we got. So let's just start with our uh, our top line. Are we all in agreement that the top line is going to remain the same? Yeah, yeah. Put the top line up there. Okay. Oh shoot! Dang it! Ah, nice. I messed up. Morning, sorry, my bad. Okay, here we go. So Robe hints Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski there on the top line. Okay. Um. Oh, this is the wrong one. Dang it! Chris, talk nice. for a second. Uh, Ardell said the Rangers will win a title before the Leafs win a cup. Oh, that, that's rough. The, the Rangers, the Rangers were good for four seasons in their entire history. So, oof. Uh, I'd like for that to happen. I like, I like baseball, but boy, the Rangers make it hard to like baseball. Are you going to spend half a billion dollars and be this terrible? Well, at least you don't have to sit in the hundred degree heat now. Yes, that is good. Isn't I, I actually, I actually want to go to a game now because no, I don't have to. Yeah. People are going to games to get out of the heat. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. genius. It's it's the most genius thing they've ever done. All right, okay, we're back. Here, here we go, guys. Sorry, sorry, I messed that all up. Okay. Anyways, this is what our roster looks like. This is including Mason Marchment. This is including um, Colin Miller over here as well. Okay. So we're in agreement. Top line remains the same and does not change. Yep. Um, where do you go? There's Jason Robertson all at the bottom. (laughs) Okay. Um, Here's my argument. I would put Jamie Benn on the third line. Agree or disagree? Uh, For for the purposes of this, I'd like to keep him on the, on the second line. Okay. So this is ideal. Ideal. Jamie Benn is playing better and he's actually a second line guy. So I would say Ben Sagan and then Marchman is what I would like for second. Okay. So we put the shiny new toy on the Yes. Okay, so here's my problem with this, though. Who's the third-line center? Yeah, that's an issue. Uh, if we're paying Roddick Foxa $3 million, Technically ideally, ideally he scores goals. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Which is exactly why a, I put Jamie Benn that on the for years. That's just a we've thought, been saying though. this for years, Chris. That's just a thought. So I would like Foxa to center it and then put Gurry and then Peterson, in my opinion. Really? Okay. Yeah. What do you think, James? Yeah, that's fair. I like it. I don't mind yeah. it. I, I guess would move do, student each over here. Yeah, Glenn Denning. Who it doesn't matter what side they play on. Okay, so student each is a lock, and then that last spot is very up for grabs. And I even think Peterson's spot is very up for grabs as well, as long as it's yeah. an offensive-minded guy. Okay, so so this is kind of what we think. Uh, obviously a minute men stay together i'm just going to call them minute men um and then and this these are for the people that are listening on the podcast side because we we're, we're kind of looking at a, a, a website right now um second line we got sagan ben and marchment third line we got uh fox of peterson gary fourth line we've got glendon and kiviranta student each okay so that's that, that's kind of what we we've looked at a little bit um Here's what I would do, and this is what I argued about this, Chris, is I would do this. So I'd keep the first line the same. Mm-hmm. I would uh, put Rope Hintz, uh, Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, obviously, the first line. Second line, Sagan, Marchment. And then we're going down here. We're getting Wyatt Johnston. 
Ooh, he's that would be second. fun. That would be fun. So, and then here's the other thing that this does. It, you could put any of Johnston, Peterson, uh, Stankoven, or uh, Maverick Bork on that left side, or even on the right side, because Mason Marchment can play both sides. He can play both wings. So, I mean, I, I think that's fantastic, and I think that's what I, I wish I could see. Jamie Benn plays really well with Gary Onoff, and Gary Onoff has shown that he just he, he can't do it. Yep. So now the nice thing about this third line is it's Jamie Benn, Jacob Peterson, Dennis Gary Onoff. I mean, mm-hmm. that's got some offensive potential, but it's also a decent shutdown line at the same time. So mm-hmm. th- that's why I would love to see that. And your fourth line gets a lot better. And the fourth line looks a lot better when you got Fox as the fourth line center. I know he's getting paid 3.25, but I mean, look at the centers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Second line is getting paid 9.85. Third is getting paid 9.5. So whatever. Uh, so, and then, I mean, you could put, you know, do Fox at Glendinning and Kiviranta. I mean, you could put student Nietzsche over here. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I've even thought about even pulling up Riley Tufty up here and putting him on the fourth line. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that could look pretty <laughs> cool, too. Because with how big he is, I don't think he's a top six forward at this point anymore. But he could definitely be, you know, a bottom six guy who could throw his weight around. We could always use somebody like that. So that's just me. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, the defense gets a little bit uh, exciting here. So wh- what do we think the defense looks like? Uh, it's probably Haskin and Lindell at the top, despite handedness. Okay. Do you think Miro's um, forced to play on the right side? Do we just want to? Because I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Probably still, honestly. But we'll we'll, we'll see if uh, that that's a DeBoer question. Is really what it is. Does he think it's worth it putting Haskin on his true hand and letting Essa figure it out, or doing Miro on the right and who's more comfortable doing it? So just let Hanley do it. That's <laughs> that's the other thing I was thinking about. Is it I, maybe I, maybe it's Miro with Hawk and Paw or somebody else yeah i i honestly don't mind hanley playing on his right side i mean he's really more of a defensive defenseman anyway and he really he stays back all the time i i'm sure he could figure it out just fine over on the right side yeah i like that idea too ryan maybe suitors on the right side instead because right i mean if he's this old and he can't play the right side come on man <laughs> um, so uh, okay so after moving them around and talking about him a little bit uh, for those of you on the podcast side just listening uh we got miro and hawk and paul on the top on the top pairing that's a little iffy i think that's yeah. way outside of that's very reach, hopeful yeah but that is very hopeful but i mean that's i mean uh, again the, we're going the alternative with... is you're playing miller or hanley there so yeah. well i i think I still think most likely is Essa and Miro are playing together. And I agree with that. Their hand I agree with that. But uh, again, we're just doing, you know, best case scenario, what we hope uh, that Hockenball can play like that. All right. So Miro and Hockenball on the top pairing, second pairing shutdown is Essa and Suter. That's actually a pretty good shutdown pair. And then uh, third pairing bid is uh, Harley and Miller with Hanley as the seventh defenseman. Again, I, I think that's, that's, I mean, it's not fantastic. And it's definitely weak, weaker than normal, but it it could it could work is what I'm thinking. Could yeah. now now the million dollar question: Otter or Wedgwood? Wedgwood. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. So, okay, guys. So yeah, that, that I just thought that would just be a fun yeah. little uh, thing so, for us to try out and do. So looking at the roster, it's 
there's a lot of hopeful, but I mean, that's kind of what we're looking for right now. We're looking to cash in on those prospects that we've had for a while. So hopeful is kind of what we were hoping for at the end of all this. And I am hopeful. It, it gets me excited <laughs> for next season. It does. I mean, we make a big splash in free agency. I mean, I, I would consider it a big splash. A little, little splash. I still think it's, it's a, a big, big splash. splash for Dallas. <laughs> the, the biggest splash to me is not signing Brent Burns. <laughs> I'm still on that. And you know I'm, what? Yeah, a, you're that right. That was the best move the Stars made today was not doing that trade. Um. So, uh, so we're up to our uh, Who Cares segment, and we literally did not talk about this before we started. So what are we doing as a Who Cares segment? Just real quick. Uh, favorite types of bottles. Any kind of bottle, as long as it holds something. Oh, any man. type of bottle. I don't even know where to go with this. Never right. <laughs> I'll go first then. Okay. Number three. You got number three. three we're gonna go off the top of your head. Oh yeah, easily. Oh, I don't even. I, I can't even think of one. This is how we work, right? Okay. Number three is the classic soda bottle, like I have here. Resealable, very nice. Keeps the drink. This is the great thing about the only soda container that keeps your drink from going flat. Two liter bottle, way too big, still go flat. Can, but no, no resealing at all. I mean, it's ridiculous. The smaller soda bottle is perfect for keeping it from going flat. Keeps a, an appropriate amount to drink in one sitting. Very good. Love, love the personal soda bottle. I can't believe I just listened to forty five seconds of Chris analytically <laughs> talking about bottles. All right, James, your turn. It's only going to get worse. We're doing oh, a top three, geez. right? Yeah, top three. Okay, so number like three. Normal. Number three is the baby bottle. Big shout out. I wouldn't have made it past infancy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's correct. You, that is not wrong. That is I correct. am right. Yeah. All right, Ryan, number three. I have no idea. All right, Chris. How are you so unprepared for this? The number two bottle... <laughs> is the Gatorade sports bottle, the squeezy one. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, and with I'm, the twisty top? Well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do orange two top? on this one. We'll oh, do the orange top actual Gatorade that you buy at the gas station and we'll do the normal sports bottle like on the sidelines of football fields. Oh, yeah, we'll okay. do both of them. Okay. Any squeezy top. Infinite waterfalls. You can share that bottle with anybody and it'll be perfectly fine. In the age of post-COVID, we need more drinking vessels. That can be shared amongst people. I mean, <laughs> it's true. So, <laughs> squeezy Gatorade bottles, both Gatorade and the sports bottle. James, number two. I'm with Chris on this one. My number two oh, is the Gatorade squeeze oh. bottle. Let's How did y'all even think about it like this? And I'm sitting over here like... You're really bad at this, right? Well, All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean... All right, Ryan, number two. No idea. Ryan, Keep number going. number two. Okay. <laughs> I'm out. Chris, I'm sitting this number one, one, we are going with a classic. The glass bottle. Glass oh. bottle. Amazing. Root beer from a glass bottle? Exceptional. It's different. No one knows why it's different, but it's different. It does taste better. Any beverage from that. a glass bottle, you just feel you feel like a rich man when you're drinking out of a glass bottle. The heft, the 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 severity of it is just so, oh my gosh. It's severity. Just, it it makes every interaction more important so glass bottle number one best bottle available james number one bottle you know i didn't think i'd make it this far <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna steal chris's number three though 
the soda bottle, classic soda bottle, resealable. You don't get stupid flat sodas. Flat sodas That's sucks. Dumb. I don't they drink do it. Suck. I will not drink flat, it. Flat sodas really? are dumb. I don't mind flat soda. I mean, this is this is right here. This this Chick Fil A cup. It, it's it's probably watered down too, huh? Mm-hmm. You nasty. Mm-hmm. You are a nasty man, Ryan. And it's Coke Zero on top of that too. Ryan, you have to have some favorite bottle. Well, yeah, it's somewhere, Ryan. Come on. Come we, on. me, and Chris both came up with three. We we just gave six amazing bottles. Okay, fine. I'll go. Well, I'll, I'll go with the Gatorade <laughs> Twisty, but specifically oh, the orange cap. Specifically Copycat the orange Ryan. cap. Copycat Ryan. Pfft, I don't care. Man, right? Ryan's bad at this segment. That's what we've learned tonight. Terrible segment. <laughs> All right. I, I totally should have talked about this off air before we started this. Because so then Ryan's I would a buzzkill. Doesn't understand bottles. It's an important. <laughs> it's an important topic, and he just doesn't care. Uh, so unsubscribe. <sighs> that yep. concludes the Who Cares segment. That concludes free agency. Klinger is still available. Kadri still available. Lots of people still available, and so many people already signed. What a great day! It was exciting. It was wonderful. We're happy. We're ecstatic. We're happy for our new people. Happy for the people we didn't sign. We're happy for the trades we didn't make. Overall, great day. Go stars. There we go. All right. I don't even have to say anything else. Oh, I forgot to mention DraftKings. DraftKings, thank you guys for being our sponsor. Go and use the promo code THPN next time you're there. We appreciate them being our sponsor. They allow us to do cool stuff like this, including that live stream we did uh, this morning. Uh, that live stream, actually, James, James was exhausted by the end of that. Uh, it was it's a three-hour three, live stream. Three-hour live. It was three hours. Yeah, it was a long live stream. I don't. We don't even normally do those for like watch-alongs on the THP and YouTube channel. So, I mean, that was that was long. So big watch-along. Yeah. So uh, good job, James. How, how are you feeling now? Are you, are you feeling extra tired now, or just whatever? Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Yeah, look at him popping that. I mean. I would have already been asleep. All right, guys, go and check out our merch store, starcasticremarkshop.com. Go and follow us anywhere social media is. Go and leave us a five-star review. Uh, comment, subscribe, like on our YouTube channel. We'd appreciate it. Uh, gets the It always, uh, you know, we, we want to grow the podcast, and we love talking about hockey. We love talking about our stars. So if you know any stars fans, tell them about it. Tell them to come here, and uh, we'd love to uh, have them uh, listening to our show. We appreciate you guys. Long with Chris over here and James over here. My name is Ryan. This has been Sarcastic Remarks. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a fantastic evening, morning, afternoon. See you guys later. Bye.